Welcome to the Mysterious Incidents Podcast. A podcast where we take a deep dive into true crime, stories, and myths that have been unsolved. I'm your host, Hella Harwood. Today, we're going over the story of the boy in the box, which is a true crime unsolved murder case. It was February 25th, 1957, when a body of a young boy was discovered in a box at an illegal dumping ground in Philadelphia. It was said he was four to six years old, 30 pounds, three foot three, and naked but wrapped in a blanket. He had recently cut hair and he was also recently bathed. There were small scars found in places such as his chin, groin, and left ankle, suggesting he went under a medical procedure, according to the report. Blunt force trauma to his head was the cause of death. There was no witnesses, and the first person to find him was a young man who waited a full day before reporting it to the police. When asked why he waited, it was because he didn't want to get involved. Time of death could not be accurate due to the fact that he waited a full day before sharing his story of finding this boy, as well as the weather being cold resulted in the time of death not being accurate for the boy. Visitors from over 10 states tried to identify the boy with flyers and descriptions leading nowhere. Nobody knew who this boy was. No record was found that this boy even ever existed in the first place. They tried fingerprints, DNA, everything. So the box that he was found in contained a serial number that traced back to a JC Penney store that was local and it was 15 minutes away. The box was shipped to Upper Darby and the blanket was made in either Granby, Quebec City or Swinona, North Carolina, which the lead was a dead end there because there was over thousands of these blankets made. There was a hat found 15 feet from the box, size 7 and 1 8. It was a blue Ivy League style hat and the company on the inside of the cap was labeled Eagle Hat and Cap Company. When investigators went to this small business, they met Hannah Robbins, the owner of the company, who customized this hat for a man with blonde hair, aged 26 to 30, who requested a leather strap and buckle on this hat. The man paid in cash for this hat and she never heard from him ever again. Hair was found all over the boy's body, suggesting that he just recently had a haircut while he was put in this box. Once this boy had been buried, his grave was marked as America's unknown child, as no one ever came forward. So now that you know the basics, let's get into the theories. Theory number one comes from authors Lou Romano and Jim Hoffman. The lead comes from a man in Philadelphia who claimed he once rented a house to a man who sold his son. At first, they didn't believe this, but after seeing this man, they saw a lot of similarities found in the man and boy's facial structure, including the jaw, the cheeks, the eyebrows. Then, they got a DNA sample from this man's other son, or what would be the potential brother of the boy, but nothing was released after they had taken the sample. Some people say that maybe it was never even compared to the boy's DNA, or that it was never even followed through with. This theory is a pretty good one, and it will link back later. The second theory in this case comes from medical examiner Remington Bristow, who investigated this case for over 36 years trying to solve it. Bristow theorized that the boy died accidentally due to his hair, nails, and cleanliness, because why would someone who was murdered be taken so well care of? Perhaps the boy's family never came forward because they did not want to be charged with murder, according to Bristow. 
foster family had an estate sale where the bassinet, which was come from J.C. Penney, was found. They theorized that the boy was an illegitimate child of the daughter of the foster family and was perhaps abandoned by the daughter so she would not be revealed as a single mother. After Bristow passed away, Detective Tom Augustine took over and on February 23, 1998, he went to the home of Arthur Nicoletti, the man who led the former foster care home. Nicoletti's wife, Anna Marie, was the woman theorized to be the boy's mother. In addition to being his wife, Anna Marie was also Nicoletti's stepdaughter. Anna Marie told Augustine she did have a son who passed away in bizarre fashion, and when asked what that bizarre fashion was, it was that he was electrocuted from a nickel machine ride outside of a store. This led to nothing. The third and final theory comes from a psychiatric patient named Martha, who insisted to her therapist that she needed to speak to the police. When she called the police, she claimed that when she was 11 years old, her mother took her to a house where she handed an envelope over for a boy. This connects to the first theory where they said a boy was sold. She said her mother beat the boy to death after struggling to bathe him and then drove Martha and the boy to Philadelphia to abandon him. She backs this by saying she was sexually abused by her mother once and the mother wanted to do the same to the boy. All three investigators were convinced by Martha's story and nothing really ever came of it. So those are the top three theories I found. After 66 years, this case has still not been solved and it is closed. Hopefully one day it will be solved, but as of right now, the case is unsolved. Make sure to check out next week's episode where we'll be discussing your favorite urban legends and myths. I'm Ella Harwood, and this is the Mysterious Incidents Podcast. Mysterious Incidents Podcast.